Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Six. It is a Friday. It's warming up over the weekend. We've got two hot hours right here in the studio for Toolkit Depot, of course. Stuart Jew's going to join us before 6.30, so don't go too far away. The coach of the Gold Coast Suns, we've had to change the entire rundown. We've had to move our most popular segment to fit in the Gold Coast Suns coach, and he will be duly reminded of same. Steve O'Keefe after 7 o'clock, SEN cricket expert, former Aussie spinner who hates WA. He'll join us. After seven, because he hates coming here because it's too far away and he hates losing. And Richard Crail, F1 okay. commentator, will talk all things Daniel Ricciardo and F1. Awesome. Season about to kick off. Good morning, Goss. Good morning, good morning everybody. Scotty, great man. How are we? I'm good. The Genesis Invitational with Tiger Woods in action has started. Tiger Woods has even passed through the first half a dozen holes. He booted the first, but at the moment, Max Homer. <laughs> <laughs> He's going well, Max Homer. Yeah, boo yourself. Seven under sixty-four. He's a beauty. We like Max because yeah. I think we all relate to Max. Yeah, we do. Pre-production meetings are worth nothing nowadays. <laughs> all righty. Fleet Network, <laughs> WA's Novated <laughs> Leasing Specialist. All of that too. Seriously, can you uh, yeah, save your thousand on your dream car? Fleetnetwork.com.au. Uh, yeah, what part of Be Ready is? Uh, it's not heard. Anyway, Had another sad day. I'm finally conceded, Goss. Conceded my age, I've conceded I might need to address something. And it comes a time in everyone's life when that sort of dawns on you, when you go, I could be getting on a bit, I could need some help. When you increase the font size on your phone, that happened yesterday. <laughs> I thought, that's it, I can't fight this anymore. Stop squinting at your phone. I've increased the font size. I used to always take the piss out of people. I said, oh, where are you going? Your big font. It's happened, and I'm there. Not only that, Chris Clefunas took a call this morning at about 10 past five, which was a bit of a concern. He went, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, and your name popped up on his phone. One, 10 past five should be noted. No, 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 stop. It should be what? Noted. 10 past five is late. The rest of the team's been here since half past four. But, but... We were concerned because you did leave here in a pretty bad way. You've got the ongoing foot-ankle issue, of which it's pretty serious, and we make light of it at times, but it is uh, a, a real troubling time for you. expensive again yesterday. Yeah, I went, went back. You went to the Del- Delkeith doctor. <laughs> Rightio. But you rang, and he hung up the phone. He said, right, a chair on wheels, <laughs> a pair of scissors, and some water. Yeah. Yeah. Say, now listen, this Have you the ever weirdest... played the game Cluedo? <laughs> I said, this will be the weirdest request I ever give you. But you can meet me in the car park on a wheelie chair and my water and some scissors. And just keep it amongst us. Just you and I. Don't tell anyone. 
Yeah. You're like a vault, you are, aren't you? We're a team. We're ah, a team. He saved me. He saved me. We're a team. I had to cut off some sort of Chinese herbal goo that was on my foot. The Cafe Ice Coffee, <laughs> coffee fit for an Aussie. It only cost 560 bucks. Let's flip it around and uh, let's make uh, the, with the news which you'd be aware of. And uh, uh, there, ah, This is shocking. Yeah, Dean Lester, 54 years of age, sadly, has lost his... Very aggressive battle uh, and short battle with cancer. Uh, the great man known as Defire on social media, uh, one of the best form analyst judges you'll ever want to hear. His voice is recognisable. He's a passionate West. Uh, he's got a connection to WA. He's great mates with Simon Miller. More on that in a brief Just moment. Synony- synonymous with racing. Racing. Everyone racing. loves Dean Lester. When I was over at uh, TAB Radio doing the morning show, he was always coming on. He never hesitated to come on and give us his best, his quaddies. If you don't know Dean Lester's tips and you haven't taken Dean Lester's quaddies in the main races at Melbourne, then you haven't had a bet. Always gamble responsibly. But yesterday, uh, sorry, Wednesday... Today's Friday. Separate did this at Ascot. No decoy noxious. Headed deep out by Wee Ripper. Behind them float out. But no run at all. Queen of Jerusalem can't get through. Separate followed down the outside. Wise Council beat the bro. Trying to pick his way through. But Wee Ripper's off and gone. A hundred to go. Wee Ripper now. Separate. Look at Separate jump up out of the ground. Wee Ripper gave nothing. Not a yelp. Separate put pay to it. And Separate beat Wee Ripper. High commission third from... So Separate trained by Simon Miller and part owned by Dean Lester. So just the top timing of it. Dean was uh, very close to losing his battle on Wednesday. He lost his battle yesterday. Simon Miller, who we love, the Mayor of Subiaco, the trainer to the stars, Peppermint Grove's finest. Even he, and as expected, he's one of Dean's best mates. was pretty emotional post-race. Hasn't been in the winner's circle for 788 days, but today he does it, Simon. Yeah, 788. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't believe in racing gods, well, uh, today's Probably the day that it's evident. So, um, yeah, unbelievable. So, great ride. Um, the great man's in a world of trouble, and uh, you know, very fitting that um, he won today. So, it's, yeah, it's um, unbelievable. And and the ride was, uh, yeah, exceptional. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. I know we spoke earlier today and I asked you who you thought could win from your remaining four chances and you sort of brushed it off, but I dare say if you could only have one winner today, this is the one that you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. So um, he might have looked online. We got him an online auction. So Kelly just told me we've got to take him off. Uh, um, but, yeah, it, it just he's tried to win his last couple and he's found trouble and he's sort of got in amongst them and... Uh, hasn't been able to go when he wanted to go. And, and I must admit, Dino said to me the other day, um, just get him out further and, and pray you draw wide and we can just come across when we need to and go when we want to go. And uh, lo and behold, we drew wide and um, I thought I'd claim just to get a little bit of weight off and, and Holly's right, really good. And uh, we got it right. But it was all, all the great men. So there is Simon Miller on Wednesday paying tribute to Dean Lester. Yeah, and... You can tell too, like Dean, Dean Lester was one of those people that um, just everyone loved him and and people who worked with him like yourself and, and had anything to do with him or even just followed him, just just loved Dean Lester. So it's, it's one of those really sad days. And, you know, Simon Miller, who is always full of life and uh, full of a, you know, a joke when required and, and that sort of stuff and, and, and good fun that you can tell that how hurt he is and how much he's hurting right now. So our love goes out to, um, to Dean Lester's 
wife and mother. And Gareth Hall said some really nice things as well, um, which are worth a listen. He did on Giddy Up with Gareth this morning. Here's Gareth Hall's tribute to the passing of Dean Lister. Well, it's been a tough morning as racing. Lost one of its favourite sons. Dean Lester was a man I grew up listening to at 3UZ slash RSZ. He was a tipster we turned to. His racing knowledge was second to none and his passion and love for the great game was so infectious and his sense of humour and clever wit was legendary. And he was such a generous man. He would always want people around him to be the best they possibly can. He would lead from the front. And despite facing health battles throughout his life, Dino would never complain. You would never really know. Um, Dino was inspired and loved by the racing people because of their resilience. But there was never a man who had more. And Dino loved the racing people because they dreamt big. But no one lived and chased their dreams like Dino did. On behalf of every, everyone here at SEN, our thoughts are with his beautiful mum, Sandra, and his partner, Leanne, his RSN family and his many friends, which, of course, were the thousands of punters. And many had never met Dan, Dino, but they all shared that special bond with the great man that words could never really explain. He was one of a kind. He was a mate of dreams, a true legend that will never be forgotten. I love you, Dino. Rest in peace, you beautiful man. Gareth Hall's emotional tribute this morning on Giddy Up with Gareth on his Hard to listen to. Like, not hard to listen to. It was a beautiful thing to, uh, to listen to. Well done to Gareth there. But um, if you, even if you're not into racing and you don't know who Dean Lester is, that's mm. absolutely fine. But uh, I think just another reminder, guys, that life is so short. Mm. You have no idea what's in store for us. Let's stop sweating the small stuff and mm. Mm. tell people that you love, that you actually love them all the time. Yep, he's been wheelchair-bound for a long time, Dean Lester, through his battle with spina bifida and the like. So, uh, look, we appreciate uh, all the texts that are coming through as well, 0487736736. He was on an opposition radio station Who cares? in Melbourne, but it doesn't care at this time. The racing industry is very much the poorer for the loss of a great man, Dean Lester. All righty, let's change let's things Let's have up. a great day. Yeah, let's have yeah, a great day. Have a great yeah, day. We'll finish off with an hour and 45 and trying to make you smile and have a bit of fun. 100%. And uh, then it's up to you guys. Take on the day and enjoy Yourself. Yeah, good, well spoken, Scotty. The Genesis Invitational first round. Max Homer is seven under. Woohoo! Very popping. I like having your fingers on the buttons. <laughs> hey. That was good. That was really that good. That good bounce back. See how quick they are. Max Homer is seven under. Yeah, they're on now. Mm, you, you stumbled. Hey, what a show we've got. Uh, coming up shortly, we're going to check in with Stuart Jew, Gold Coast Suns. Sweet. What are your expect- expectations for the Gold Coast Suns, your personal <sighs> expectations? Do they have to make the eight? Uh, when you say have to, no, no, they don't, but I think we've got to be contented. Yeah, they, they need this is now. Yeah, they need to. And, and knowing Stewie, who is a competitive little unit, um, he, he's that's all he that's all he'd want is to make the eight, and then to not just make up numbers and have a crack at it. But uh, yeah, no, they need to. They need to for the sake of one keeping their list together. They've had to get rid of a couple as well through salary cap stuff. So hopefully it hasn't gone too close to the bone. Or, you know, scaled it right back to the bone uh, just yet. But um, I think finals have to be the go. 17th day of February. Now, on this day is normally uh, before 6.30, but... Ten due days. To, due to Dean Lester, due to uh, Dean Lester, our tribute to Dean, and also to Stewie Jew coming on, we've had to move 
on this date after six thirty Monday. But it will ha- let's move it to Monday. It's going to have a lot of free space to get us right up to seven o'clock. It's going to be the longest, <laughs> most drawn out on this day in the history. I did not hear what I said. You know what? Life is short. Let's have a good day. Let's try and make everyone smile a little bit today, and really, yeah, you know, grab the good stuff with both hands. Mm. Mm. You've, had, you've added how many minutes to on this day? <laughs> Mate, let me tell you. Oh, no. It's going to be long. A break. Stewie Jew just around the corner. 13, 12, 55. No, it's really poor. <laughs> 0487 736. <laughs> You're not going to sell one house. Our sales department. Sell a house. They will sell this. You, you, Our sales department can sell this. And I can sell a house because you know what? Oh, there's no way. You're going to go, listen, I know I'm asking $1.4 million for this house. And I understand it. It's, it's about to fall down the day after settlement. But you should buy it. It's awesome. This is a really poor house. You want to sell your house? Come to Goss. Be the first. 16 past six. I don't mind this one either, Goss. Well, let's hope we do hear it a little bit more often this year and the expectations are pretty big, I reckon, on the Gold Coast Suns and they've got stability at the top, Stuart. Jew is, of course, in charge and they've retained some of their young guns. It looks like all things going okay for the Gold Coast Suns. But let's go straight to the man who's been kind enough to give us some time on breakfast. Stuart, do appreciate your time, mate. We're getting close to a match simulation against opposition and the season proper. You must be getting excited. Yeah, it's that weird time of year, to be honest. So uh, they're um, they're ready to go physically and mentally, but we've just got to pad out another week. We've got Essendon next Thursday, so that'll be good. This is where you came into your own, Stewie. We didn't uh, see much of you in November, December, <laughs> uh, probably most of January, but when the balls came out in February, that's when Stewie Jew's eyes lit up. But it, as a coach now, mate, yeah, you'd, you'd see that in some of your players too. I've got no doubt you've got some empathy for him. But uh, as a coach now, this time of year, like one, the players are... Excited as, as nothing else because that preseason's over and it's about footy now. But as a case, you'd be a little nervous going in and touch wood uh, injuries occur before the season happens. That is that where you get the toeiest about this time of year? Yeah, I think because I mean these days they don't do a lot of just pure running. As you know, we are obviously better with our drill design and make it more game like. So. There's obviously more opportunities for, for injury, I guess, than when, when we had pre-season where you just didn't see the footies until January. So <laughs> um, we have them out first session, which is which is great for us. But um, obviously that that's a little bit heightened. Um, you know, you see at this time of year, there's always people go down. It's just who and what and how long. So, um, yeah, we got a bit of a hit out this morning, which would be good. So a bit of um, match sim and then obviously another hit out Monday between ourselves, but into Essendon on Friday, which will play most of the list through that game. If Billy Bo Baggins goes down, and I know you've got care factor and you can't be dismissive, but if it, if Billy Bo Baggins goes down or a Took Miller goes down or a Matt Rowell or a Jared Witz goes down, do you sort of have a massively different reaction publicly and privately to who, to who goes onto the Billy Bo list? Baggins sounds like a baseballer from the 50s. Billy Bo Baggins. Do <laughs> yeah, no, you don't know all your players, Stuart? <laughs> just a bloke. You know, just one of your players who's, who's not a key oh. component to your team, Stuart. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, geez, I've missed this nickname and I've, or lookalike or whoever it is. But no, I, I look, I'll be honest, when um, when Kingy went down last year, um, you know, obviously you've got to stop the session because it's in the middle of the ground and we grabbed the lads. It, it, it is hard for them to see. When they see a, 
a serious injury, um, there's a chance that then obviously they it just reminds them that they're not bulletproof and that things can go wrong. So um, I think our maturity of our group that session was was really strong. We had a couple of really close mates that had a fair bit of concern and. Um, Probably luckily, Jack Lacocious, who's one of his best mates, was actually not training as well. So um, we actually sent Jack home with him um, to go, obviously, to get the docs, get the scan. And um, But, yeah, it's always like <laughs> that was a bad day. But then you wake up the next day and you get moving and we're like, OK, how do we move forward? And um, players understand that. And um, let's hope we don't have to worry about that for a while. Hey, last year, mate, with uh, with Ben King going down, you, you brought in Levi Casbold, who I thought did a really good job for you. Um, did exactly probably what you were after. And uh, Marbio Chol as well was pretty dangerous up forward. How's the forward line look this year with Ben King back? Is he 100% ready to go and expecting big things from him? Yeah, he's pretty ready to go. I mean, luckily we, we got Levi. We'd, we'd looked mm. at him a couple of years ago and, and couldn't quite get him and we just love the way that he goes about it. He's got fantastic set of hands. Um, but, you know, we got 40-plus goals out of both of those guys. So, as, as you know, with, with injury comes opportunity. So now we've got a bit of a headache, and we're just having a look at that. Um, we'll have a little bit of a look at that today, actually, with with all three, because obviously with, with a bench, um, you know, if you name those three, it looks tall, but you can actually always have one of those on the, on the pine. So... We'll have a bit of a look at it because, you know, I think with Choley and, and obviously Kingy as well, they're quite good at ground level, um, a little bit underrated in that space. So it's not like they're just, if they don't mark it, they're out of the game. With someone like Levi, the big-bodied, experienced player who can you know, hit the pack, Stewie, and, and cause some carnage, he'll be absolutely perfect for, for Ben King trying to find his way back into the game. I can see those two... Well, Levi probably maybe having to sacrifice his game just a smidge, but be able to do so much to make Ben King better. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, it's a bit... I don't like standing in the way of Levi when he's running around. Like, he's such a um, such a strong body and, and he hits it, hits those packs hard. And if you... Obviously, if you leave him and try and double-team Charlie or Kingy, he, he'll just mark it um, and he'll get shots at goal which he did last year, and he kicked some really important ones. So I think he, he does offer a um, – well, you need to respect him. That's, I just want to be clear on that because mm-hmm. he, he is the best mark, one of the best marks in the league. So it's not like they'll be dropping off someone who won't impact in the air. So obviously it'll give us some, some weapons. We've just got to work out how it looks. Will Powell is a player that we care about. We've had him uh, on the show. He's, he's a young fellow, a very popular young man. Uh, horrific injury last year with that leg break. How's he tracking in the preseason? When do we expect to see him? Yeah, he, well, he's in terms of that, um, the break and the ankle, um, he's in, in great form. He, he did a bit of a hamstring uh, probably about a month ago now. So he's back running. He's, he's about to integrate back into training. So probably anticipate he'll be somewhere in, well, you know, we'd like to get him in before round five, which is a great result given um, where he's at with his ankle. But obviously, like all guys that have missed a little bit, sometimes when they come back in and trying to pick up the intensity, but um, willpower makes us a better team. You know, he's he's an unbelievable player and uh, you can put him anywhere as a coach. You know, you, you can put him down back on the wing. You know, even at this year, different times we talked about perhaps throwing him inside. He's such a good decision maker. 
Another one is Connor Blakely, a name that uh, we like. We couldn't break into Fremantle's team, enjoyed his surfing, ducked away on a, a famous day when he went down south to have a surf when he should have been at training. Yeah. Uh, well, we all make mistakes. <laughs> but he's a good fella. We like him. We and, like and him. And he was desperate to play, Stewie. Yeah. He, he was desperate. We had him on after he'd uh, been delisted, and he was so positive and, and yep. so desperate to play. A lot of Fremantle supporters be keen to know how he's going. Yeah, he, he's been great for our group. And, again, we... With our age demographic and and the list that we've built, you know, it's good to get these guys that have been in the system and, and kind of told us a bit about his story the other day. And you know, he's been in the system eight or nine years, mm. so he knows how to go about it. And personally, as a as a coach, to get some experience in, um, it's another guy you don't really have to develop in terms of their preparation and how they go about it. And he's had a really positive influence on our group and. He'll keep the guys honest because you know he's desperate. Like you say, he, we've got a few guys that are a bit more mature. Um, Jed Anderson's another one, um, and guys like Braden Fiorini has has missed a bit of footy and Sexton, so they're going to keep that healthy competition for spots. Um, but in terms of what the impact he's had on the track, he's great for our young lads, and I think that's important when you when you're playing those roles of the experienced player coming in. Um, he's a giver, and, and I think he's been good for us. Sorry for the WA flavour, but one last one is Jeremy Sharp, the boy from Aquinas College, uh, much talked about. He's been, this is, I think he's going to be his fourth year playing. He really, uh, has he made it? Not he's on the sure. Cusp. He's on the cusp. Is can I, can I use the footy cliche, Stewie? Is this going to be a breakout year for Jeremy Sharp? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it's up to Sharpie, really, because he's got all the tools. Um, you know, athletically, he's, he's unbelievable. Um, he's a great trainer. So he's just got to transfer that training form into, into game form, and, you know, he'll get a little bit of exposure in the next couple of weeks. Um, and we're certainly not sold on our best 22 at this point. It's a good headache to have. So, But Sharpie, you know, I, I love the way he goes about it. Obviously, there was end of season. There was some inquiries made, and and you know, well, I think it's well documented. We were happy to facilitate as long as it was all fair, and um, but but the other club couldn't couldn't get there and and give us what we we're after, and it wasn't um, an exorbitant ask. But um, you know, we said to him, look, if it doesn't happen, absolutely come back with open arms because he's a popular member of our footy club, and um, we're looking for a good year from him. So he was one of those players that the club wanted something for. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I was on the other side of that. <laughs> as long as someone wanted me, the club was happy to piss me off. You were, you were part of the salary dump like Jack Bowes <laughs> no, was down I, I was never, ever a part of a salary dump, let me tell you right now. Hey, Stewie, one of our favourites is uh, is Talk Miller. Yes. He had a fantastic season last year, second in the uh, – second, I think, in the Brownlow. And uh, one of our great listeners, Has Roy, is very off? keen. Yes, he worn a shirt any time <laughs> since, say, August. And, uh, and he's obviously looking sensational. But uh, how's he tracking, mate? Ready for another one? He's ready to go again. Um, you know, and even last year, to back up his year and first year as captain, and he's just continually growing the role. But I must... Um, I have to say... I, I can't take a lot of credit for Took. Like, he's such a self-driver. Mm. Um, we just facilitate him being the best he can be. But in terms of driving standards and, and how he prepares, um, you know, he's such a great role model for our guys to come in. And a big part of why our list is stable um, and that the footy club is in the position ready to compete. And I think that, that Took's the main driver of that. And he stepped into that role. And, and Dave Swallow, obviously, unselfishly, 
recognised that last year and, and looked to elevate him and, gee, grabbed it. But he's he's good to go again too. Yeah, we absolutely love him very much. Well, judging by your, your conversation that we've had over the last 10 minutes in regards to the players and expectation, would a top four be out of the question? Stewie, um, anything less than that would be a disappointing year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what are you expecting, Stu? What are you expecting? Um, yeah, well, it's interesting. I think with the players, we we don't want to talk, and certainly footy clubs I've been at actually don't talk finals until you get there because um, I think that you've got to earn the right to, to do that. And I think that also we don't want to put a ceiling on it. You know, history suggests you look at Collingwood last year, they finished 17th and got to fourth. Um, so I'm sure if they were sitting there when they finished 17th going, oh, we want to get 10 wins and do this and this, then they might get to 10 wins and everyone takes the foot off. So we just want to get hit the season as hard as we can um, and then see how far we go because we're really confident this group can um, reach September. But we also want to be successful in September because, you know, I think that's that's the ultimate aim. We don't want to make the eight. You know, everyone's here to, to try and win a flag. And I think we've built the list that we think can do that. Um, and now it's up to us as to, to achieving that. So... Definitely don't want to put a ceiling on this group because I feel like there's a, there's a bit of a buzz and, and confidence in that group. So we want to harness that in the right way. One of the great things about watching footy, Stewie, is watching uh, people that you rate really highly smiling and happy after the game. And that is you after you guys have had a win. Hope to see you smiling and happy after of, uh, a lot of games this year, mate. Thank you very much for taking our call again. And uh, good luck for season 2023 to you and your boys. Thank you. Appreciate that. Stewie Joe, McCafe Ice Coffee, crafted by expert baristas, smooth and refreshing, made just the way you like it. They have a series hit out today to the Gold Coast Suns. We'll be really? keeping an eye on that. Let's hope they get through unscathed. I really want to have a beer with Stewie Joe. I'm sure. Just to see, just take off his coach's hat and yeah. see if he's still got a bit of Stewie. <laughs> Uh, they all change, let me tell you. Let's oh, get some don't music. they? You know what? Now he's a senior coach, I promise you, I'll be buying the beers. Sports update is just around the corner with Chris Clefunas and the most anticipated this morning, the most anticipated on this day. It's going to fill up the next half hour. I'm Go nowhere. SEN Track Hub on the SEN app. Your home for all the latest racing news, tips and opinion. Find... Welcome back. 24 away from seven. Thanks to Stewie Jew. So we do apologise for those who wait for the news. That's Post Malone. He played here at Optus last Sunday as part sure of the did. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, and then was not allowed onto the QT rooftop bar because he looked like a bikey. Time to do this. <laughs> Sport update time with our man Chris Clefunas. Good morning, fellas. Hey. Thanks today. Thanks for this morning. You were good. Yeah, that's okay. A little bit wobbly with a chair. We're going sideways there for a bit. Tokyo drifting. <laughs> it was very, very cool. Down the concourse of Optus Stadium. Fucking oh, out of control, shopping yeah. trolley. And then he was behind me going, wee, <laughs> That shopping trolley's really grind my gears. Yeah, I'm with you. But how, how good are you at finding them? Yeah. Oh, it could just be your turn and you pull that one out and you oh. But then you're allowed to take them to your car and then you've got to put them back in. I love the people who see where it says return shopping trolleys oh, mate. there, but they leave it in between the lane, in between the parking bay. They think, oh, we'll just leave it here. And seriously, another eight metres that way and that shopping trolley's out of the way. It's easily fixed, that. Talking about grinding gears. Do what they do in Melbourne and make it that you have to have a dollar coin to release the trolley. Mm. From the uh, from the, the mm. queue, mm. and then you get your dollar back when you plug it back in again. 
People don't throw trolleys around anymore because they want their dollar back. Do yourself a favour. Go into socials and have a look at the cart narc. The guy yeah, goes good. around. He goes around the cart narc. He goes around the car park where people don't put their shopping trolleys back, and he puts he puts magnetic stickers on their car. He puts a siren on top of their roof. And they want <laughs> to kill him. Knowing. They want, no, no, they know. Oh. He actually says, "Excuse me, sir, cart narc, cart narc." <laughs> and he go, go look for cart narc. They go absolutely spare. Good. Hey, what's happening in it's sport? It's disrespectful <laughs> to the trolley boys and girls out there as well, especially a hot summer. No, they've they got a job around. to do, mate. They've got a job to do. Yeah, and that's collect trolleys it. from the trolley base, Scotty, yeah. not getting it from people's car parks. Oh, come on, a little bit of air. You are, you are definitely, look at this. He's the type of boy who leaves his trolley. You were just telling us that you agree with us. I am. Uh, well, yeah, but not, it's not all about the trolley boys and girls just making it easier for them. A little bit of hard work didn't hurt anyone. It's just about respect and decency for your fellow shopper. This is a man who leaves his trolley nah. in the car park. Stop it. You absolutely Never. do. Always return to the Well, they have a bit of sympathy and empathy for these. Gnomes, text us 0487 no, 736 736. Gnomes, can you text us in whether Scotty is your typical Trolley non-returner. No. 0487. I am. 736. 736. She's going to text that. She will. Yeah. 0487 736 736. Or my number, 0487. <laughs> oh, sorry, you've already got that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, 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 no, I'm a straight back to the trolley bay. No, no, I like everything you know. in place. Well, I haven't been shopping for a little while. Okay. Todd Blanchfield, yeah. he's committed to remaining with the Perth Wildcats next season, saying he's got no issues with being benched during the next campaign. He has two years remaining on his contract, but won't be seeking a release. No disrespect. He's getting paid a lot for not doing a lot. <laughs> I he's wouldn't want to be going anywhere on <laughs> A pretty handy salary, especially with that two years. Hey, he's got ongoing. Hayes' contract. Gets paid a lot and has a lot of holidays. I love Hayes. Uh, Peter Bowl, he's uh, back in training, which is good to see, yeah, good of course. So that uh, was after a five-week absence. The Western Force, their preseason uh, didn't end that well. They went down 48-38 to 38 to Fijian Drua at West Bulldog Stadium in Brisbane. No defence. 48-38. Yeah. 48-38. 48-38. <laughs> Real shootout. <laughs> uh, the Matildas played last night they against... Czechoslovakia, 4-0 in the first Cup of Nations game. Hayley Russo with a brace. Sam Sam Kerr scored in the 70th minute. Oh, it's a great ball for Chidiak. Now Grant. Nice football from the Matildas. The punch, Chidiak's got there. Shot blocked. It falls to Kerr. And Sam Kerr loves scoring. Sam Kerr makes it three on the night. Yeah, she does love scoring. Who did we beat? Who did we beat? Czechia. Oh, okay. Where's that? Where can you explain where that is? Mediterranean. Australia have cruised past Sri Lanka where in their T20 Czechia World. Czechia. I'm being serious. Yeah. Where is it? Mm. And who is it? The Czech Republic in, in Europe, near, near Europe. <laughs> near Europe? In Europe. <laughs> You're either in or near. <laughs> it's in Europe. But I mean, Czech Republic. But why can, and I look. I'm no geologist or whatever. Clearly. So, look, they I've never heard of this place. The Czech Republic. I've heard of Czech Republic. I haven't heard of Czechia. Because they're changing names all the time. Yeah. It's it's very difficult to keep up. So just go with the Czech Republic. There's a reason why we don't go with the Czech Republic, I reckon. I reckon you're right. Yeah, so just be careful what you say because we're going to have the Czech... Checkley uh, <laughs> family on our case. I'm definitely going to go on your case oh, now. I'm back from the mic. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, I'm out of it.
Australia won against Sri Lanka in the T20 World Cup Thank last you. night we by 10 We've got a whole lot of Czechlians texting in getting upset, <laughs> don't we? 0487 736 Ah, Gnomes, thank you for your text. 0487 736 The Genesis Invitational. Tiger Woods is on the course. He's one under through his first nine holes. Max Homer! Is minus seven after 64. <laughs> that delay was brought to you by Marcel Marceau. It's 19 away from seven. A break coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, can we get some fanfare, please, if we can, Mr. Maestro? Some fanfare for what's about to take place. Thank you. Prime time on this day, 17th day of September. I checked my account. Still not paid. Still not paid. You might want to follow that one up. There might be an email going across to accounts payable as we speak. It's 17 degrees <laughs> on the 17th day of December. On this day, I see clearly. Birthdays, events and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Normally this segment is at 25 past six, but we've had a couple of changes to the rundown today. So those who are tuned in, who are 6.30 wakers or even 6.45 wakers, you're about to be treated to something really special that you may not have heard before, and it's called On This Day. On the King. What we do is we talk about birthdays, deaths, great events that had to take place on this day over the history. 17th day of February <laughs> is today. Don't stretch it out with an intro like that. Come today, on. it's Barry Humphrey's birthday. He's 81. Yeah. I'm always recognised. I'm lucky, of course, because I have a priceless gift. The ability to laugh at the misfortunes of others. And that... <laughs> Barry Humphreys is 89 uh, today. It wouldn't work now. No. He was yeah, the we're voice... We're going to miss out on a lot, of, oh, yeah. a lot of talented people and some real good stuff that makes you laugh because of the world today. Yeah, anyway. the, the woke world we're in, and it's eye-rolling stuff, and you don't want to eye your rolls uh, or roll your rolls. <laughs> Spot, get the point. Yeah, well, that sort of stuff. Now you lose your well. job for you. Be marched out the door. Gene Pitney. If he married Whitney Houston. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Where's that from? Where's that from? <laughs> if Whitney Houston married Gene Pitney uh, when she was alive, she would have been Whitney Pitney. Yeah, where's that from? He was born on this day in 1940. <laughs> Died in 2006, did the great man, Gene Pitney, on this day. Hey, Broderick Smith was a part of the Dingoes. I quit my job and I left my wife. I headed out west for a brand new life just to get away. Smith 75 today, part of the Dingoes, and that hit, of course, way out west. Colette Mann played Doreen in... On the inside, the Prisoner, 73 today. When I lived in Melbourne and I was... Uh, my office was attached to the GMA office, Good Morning Australia, yeah. with Bert Newton. Colette and I hit it off. 
absolutely brilliant. She's a fantastic woman and, yeah, one of a, a funny lady and uh, incredibly supportive and it's her birthday, so we wish Colette all the best today. She's still alive? Yeah, going strong. Oh, that's good. 73. Nice for a change. Richard Kahn, 67. <laughs> Diamond Phillips is 61 today. <laughs> he is. That's great. He played um, La Richie Valens. Richie Valens. Yep. La Mumba, La Bumba. Michael Jordan, 60 today. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Absolute legend. Okay. Are they still the greatest? Is, yeah, I agree. 100%. Still totally, the greatest. Totally okay. agree. Yeah. What'd you say? Billy Joe Armstrong, 51 today. Guitarist for Green Day. Awesome Green Day. Love Green Day. They were here recently too, weren't they? Bashi. 42 today. Paris Hilton. This is when she was in the simple life with Nicole Richie. I just follow her around the simple life. There you go. I used to do. She was huge. When I did breakfast at uh, Nathan Nat and Sean's show, when it first started, I used to have every Thursday the Hilton hunting files, and I used to just Google what she was doing. Yeah. We used to have an update. She's one of my faves. I like her. Doesn't take herself too seriously. No, I think she's a lot brighter than she makes. No so. doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Doesn't have to work another day in her life and never has to. 39 today, A.B. De Villiers. Superstar, he holds the record for 50, 100, and 150, the fastest of those in all ODI cricket. And he's like a Rhodes Scholar, he was a, a champion oh. athlete, he was, helps the elderly. <laughs> he's just a well time great, he's too perfect. Coming soon to Perth at Optus Stadium, here is this man. Today. That was the song you found for Ed Sheeran. Yeah, we can do better than that. We've got to have the backup. He's done exceptionally well, Ed Sheeran, for <laughs> what he's Go operating ahead. with. Go ahead. Nah, well, come on. He's, got, he's, he's not your stereotypical pop he star, is he? He's got another song. Here's another hit of Ed Sheeran's. You've got a thousand. I'm in love. <laughs> Don't yeah. make eye contact with me when you dance like that. I love this song. He was the first concert here at Optus back in 2018. Ever. Really? Yeah. Yep. And he's back here again next month. Uh, he seems like a cool bloke. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He's uh, Warnie's mate. Love Warnie. Yeah. Alex Dimonor is 24 today. A truly titanic battle. And the teenager from Australia, Alex Dimonor, has somehow prevailed. No way. Happy birthday to him, yeah, as a bonafide superstar. William Arnott, founder of the Arnott's Biscuits, arrived in Australia on this day in 1848. That is a big day. Thank you, William. On this day... Everything you've given. (laughs) On this day in 1966, this absolute classic was performed. Just on your playlist for your anniversary the other night, you do a mixtape for Brewing. <laughs> this would have been on there. Nah. 
Oh, humbug. <laughs> and I'll leave you with this. On this day, September, uh, February 17, 10 days' time, the big day. Uh, <laughs> sadly, in 2021, on this day, as aged 85, Collingwood superstar, captain, premiership oh, hero, beautiful and man. Magpies coach, Murray Wiedemann. He was a beautiful man. That's tough coming through for Collingwood, taking it over the centre line, down to centre half forward. Wiedemann is the one who's off the mark at centre half forward. Collingwood again in the air. Wiedemann takes the mark. Collingwood, with acting skipper Murray Wiedemann, uh, anxious to get on with the job. Murray Wiedemann has his say too. It's all over, and Collingwood wins. The Collingwoods. Gabalik again, up towards half-forward. There's Wiedemann. Wiedemann racing in the goal. Goes uh, for the Murray Wiedemann, one of Collingwood's he finest. Was, he was one of the best blokes you'll meet, guys, too. And, you know, when you're interviewing people, you know, you go, right, I'm, I'm, I need ten questions for this bloke because he's not going to give us anything. <laughs> Murray Wiedemann, you would just get up and say, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the great Murray Wiedemann up. He goes, hello, Scotty. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Murray. Mate, tell us about your favourite memories of Collingwood. And they'll go and sit down. <laughs> He's got 25 minutes there. Away he goes. He was just a beauty. Everyone loved him. After 7 o'clock, we're going to be talking cricket because don't forget from 11.30 today on SEN on the app, anywhere you like, it is a big day for Australia. Day Test match two against India. Who's going to play? Stephen O'Keefe's going to join us. And Richard Crail. We're going to talk all things Formula One and Daniel Ricciardo too in the next hour. And just a small reminder that if you don't know who Billy Bo Baggins is, then you're not the only one because we threw that out to Stuart Jew in the last half hour and this was the response we got. Stuart Jew, appreciate your time, mate. If Billy Bo Baggins goes down, do you sort of have a massively different reaction publicly and privately to to who goes onto the Billy Bo Baggins sounds like a baseballer from the 50s. Billy Bo Baggins. Do you don't know all your players, Stuart? (laughs) Just a bloke. You know, just one of your players who's who's not a key component to your team. I was sitting there thinking, geez, I've missed this nickname and I'll look alike or whoever it is. Back. The next hour, we're going to be chatting to Steve O'Keefe because big day for Australian cricket. See how they fare in the first day of the second test. And of course, you can listen from 11:25 this morning on the SEN network and the SEN app. Jared Wadley, Adam Collins, Michael Kasperwich, Ravi Shastri, Harsha Bogle, Peter Lawler, Barrett Sundarayson, Nakesh Raghani, um, and they left Steve O'Keefe back in Australia. But we'll be chatting with him. Uh, oh, McCafe oh. Ice Coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie. Tiger Woods even par. Through eleven holes. Speaking of golf, <laughs> Max Homer is seven under. Now the annual Westcapade. Hello to our beautiful friends down in the south. Of yeah. course, oh, listening on yeah. SEN Spirit Six Twenty One. It's a just beautiful place. Yeah. Well, have you, have you played golf at the Bunbury Golf Club? Uh, not a Bunbury. I played at Capel. Yeah, no, this is, mate, this puts Capel in the shade, mate. The Bunbury Stop Golf it. Club. SEN, along with a host of other local sponsors, are uh, throwing their support behind this event. They raise funds for camp quality. Oh, brilliant. And they provide, uh, of course, support for kids impacted by cancer. Everyone on course digs deep. Everyone. Even our own man, Travis King, who's uh, the chief down in the Bunbury SEN Spirit uh, office. Right. Been here a while now. Got plenty. No, he's, no, he's got plenty, but he's a... Anyway, but uh, he'll be he'll be donating big. SEN Spirit six twenty one Southwest. Uh, I've got a team. Travis the king of that team, so it doesn't say much for the opposition. Um, no, Jeff. He Get the job that, done, mate. No, he says they're not expected to finish on the podium. Just finish, mate. Well, no one is. 
when you play golf, you can be anywhere. And it depends on what sort of day it is too, because they might have a couple along the way to stay hydrated. Brian Hovey's down there, Australian premix. Good on you, Brian. I stand corrected. Brian is a mad, passionate St Kilda man. Uh, Gav at Bunbury Mitsubishi. G'day, Gav. Thanks for your support too. And Darren Kenny down there at My Truck Wash Express. Uh, and they're going to be joining Craney and Chris on the ball on SEN Spirit this morning as well. Wonderful. Well done down at Westcapade Golf Day down at the Bunbury, Bunbury Golf Club to all of us, to all of them down there. Uh, Go hard. You had a hit there, mate? Uh, I have. I have had a hit there. And How'd you go? Uh, no. Did you make 18 holes or did you wander off after 13? 13. 13. Oh, God. I did a guest speaking role down there to the members one last year. Yes. I was welcome because because I'm probably the most famous person to come out of Bunbury. I was given the red carpet. I'm tree. famous. Don't take that. But I was. I am. You're not. Well, who else is famous out of Bunbury, mate? Yeah. Just rattle off a couple of names. Yeah, foot, let me just. I'll go to Google and, and throw out the footballers, footballers aren't that have famous. Come from they Bunbury. play sport. They're not famous people who you know hold sway for forty years in the media industry. I think they brought more joy than you ever have. What is wrong with you? I'll get back to you with a a quick fire. And if you come up with Natalie Barr from Sunrise or whatever it is, yeah. you're dead to me. Why? Because she's on a show that, mate, seriously, give me a break. 7 o'clock in the morning. Who does, who does media at 7 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I should have. You know, it gets up at that time. Dan from Joondalup. Uh, stand by with a bit of applause. Thanks out there, Mr. Maestro Man. Oh, Danny. That was a banging on this day, Goss, worthy of a later time stop, I feel. <laughs> hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. A little early to be drinking, Dan. Hey, Dan, why don't you get out of bed a little early? You might be able to hear it at 20 past six. Uh, morning, boys. I started watching a she great just documentary. complimented you. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> the compliments wear off quickly on you, don't they? Yeah, it's just, I can see through it. Hey, Bill Russell on Netflix says, uh, Mike, he reckons it's a good uh, documentary if you're looking for something to watch. Oh, I just started watching Full Swing. Really good. Benno from Bayswater. Guys, had a late start this morning. I thought I'd miss that gold that is on this day. How wrong I was. Benno, <laughs> what is wrong with people? Fair they just encourage you to... Do more. Are you going to change the time slot then? There's a lot of feedback. That uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to change is that we're going to find out who this number belongs to. Uh, this mobile number has no name on it. No. Oh, Another job he doesn't do. Well, that's not true. Namesy, let me say. Is that right, your wife's? That's Namesy's number right there. Another job he doesn't do. I'm a stickler for putting the trolley back in where it is. And if she wants You're to start, a liar. No, I'm, I am not. <laughs> If she wants to start throwing stones about shopping etiquette, then I'm happy to return fire, let me tell you right now, Goss, because you know what another thing that annoys me in shops? So people go and buy a product from a, maybe it's from the nature area, uh, the natural foods aisle, and then continue shopping along and then they see something else that could replace that expensive item for them, and they just put the that item back on the shelf, not where it belongs. Hate people that do that. Yeah, right back at your gnomes. If you get something in your trolley and you don't want it anymore, put it back where you found it. So she's one of those. So there's no respect for the the shelf stackers. <laughs> get stuffed gnomes. I'll tell you what. I thought I was unhappily married. Oh, I always put the trolley back. Next <laughs> <laughs> home a seven under. John Rahm, six under. Kucha, five wow. under. Hadwin, the Canadian, is five under through 13. Oh, Rory yeah. McIlroy, two under through 11. Adam few- Scott, 11, uh, two under. Get a feeling the next text name sends might come direct to my phone. <laughs> Scotty says, thank you, Scotty from Bayswater. The downhill path through at the Bunbury Golf Club is a great little hole. It is. Uh, I, I use the putter because it is. So it's in, it's in the first 13 holes then? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm a 13 hole, mate. I'm going to invent. If I'm going to buy space, I'm going to buy. Big bash. A 13-hole golf course. Hey, Richard Crowell, not far away, but let's do a bit of footy news if we can, boys. Change this song. Scotty, Ross Lyon punched his way out on stage yesterday. (laughs) Because he was doing promo he shoots for some killer. He, he punched he... his way out. You know, he walked that out little, like Ross does. That little, that little swagger. Yeah, a little swagger that he's got. He has when he's has Has he stopped game. trying to uncomfortably and unnaturally hug blokes? Uh, that's a very good point to you, mate. <laughs> anyway, he spoke to Tim Watson on 7 News and uh, spoke in regards to why he wanted to come back to coaching. Why did you want to get back into coaching? You look so relaxed. Yeah, I still am at the minute. Round one hasn't started. Um, ultimately, I had three years out of the game and probably... I was fried and cooked by then. Mm. Something that had been locked away got unlocked. I was a bit nervous about it. And then ultimately I thought I could do it better and I needed to do it better. What can you do better? I probably just was quite forceful. and You need to be though, but do you say forceful? Yeah, I was a bit held wrong too hard. Yeah, and really for my players, as much as I drove them and that, like I was fiercely loyal and protected mm. them. And really, my fiercest bit was probably game day box, right? Like, you didn't want to be in there. Are you fearful bad Ross will reappear again? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cuddly <laughs> Ross at the minute. So, look, I've done, we talk about mental skills yeah. and visualisation and that. So I'm doing that for myself. Yeah, so I he's like right. Him. At he the sings. moment, no, you don't. Seems like, I don't mind him. I like him. He's always been nice to me. I like him. Yeah, all right. Well, well it be... might change when he turns. No, it'll again. change, mate. He's but... the worst loser going around in football. Well, he's a shocking loser. You know mate. what? When, when you're so, it's no responsibility. When you're so driven, it's easy. When you're so, when you're so driven like that, it's a bit like a Nathan Buckley, right? You do something your own way. This is how I do it, and then you get told, "I need to. You need to change." So you're all right, all right. I need to change. I need to change. You change things around. And Nathan had great success in 18, albeit falling short to the Eagles, but then reverted back to old Nathan. And that's how they go. So they always revert back to their natural instincts. So we'll see how Ross goes. McCafe Ice Coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie. Well, the jury will be out whether it's a failed attempt. And let's hope he has some success because St Kilda fans only want that. They don't care who coaches them as long as they have a win or two. Uh, cricket today from 11.35. Are you still marrying for St Kilda? No, I do not. I used to before this year started. Now, 11.30. ever until now. You're done. 11.35 today on SEN oh, and the SEN wow. app. I can assure you Australia is playing <laughs> in the cricket. Uh, oh, we're, about, we're about to go to our man, Stephen O'Keefe, of course, a former Australian spinner, Sydney Sixer, and, of course, SEN will, expert. Will you jump back on when he gets the lemon and sass? Pat Cummins is the captain of Australia, spoke yesterday about wow. the uh, well, the risk of selection, and you'll hear from Jared Whiteley. He's going to head up our commentary team. So the makeup of the team we'll find out tomorrow. Will you get a say in that? And is is this the test match where you'd be prepared to take a, a risk or two, knowing what's on the line? Kind of hard to know, um, kind of what's a risk and what's a not uh, what's not not a risk. Sometimes we'll, we'll look at what resources we got between kind of Greeny and, and Mitch Stark if they come online. Okay, let's go straight to our man Stephen O'Keefe, of course, uh, part of the SEN commentary team, and of course uh, a well-known spinner. And he'd know what the evening conditions are like over there. Hey, Steve, really appreciate your time. What are you expecting at selection? Are you expecting anything from left field and Cummins uh, and Lyon missing out? What do you reckon, mate? 
You know what? I've had a look. I've had a look at the great AB team. He's gone with three quicks and one spinner. I've seen a team with three spinners and Cameron Green and Pat Cummins. I've seen a team with no Pat Cummins and a Mitch Stark and Cameron Green. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You read the tarot card, you might have a better idea of, of working out what might happen. I think we're, we're going to find out who's fit, I guess. Um, and I don't know if Kuhneman will debut because last time we got a pretty good insight, didn't we, when Todd Murphy's family's flown over? So we haven't had any news about that, have we? Matt Kuhneman's <laughs> family hasn't flown over, so I guess he's not debuting. Is he any um, good? Is he so, any good, Kuhneman? Is he any good? Is he any good? Is he any good? Uh, yes, he's uh, 35 wickets. Um, at, sorry, yeah, 35 wickets. Uh, last year, uh, a tick over 30. Um, yes, I think he is good. Uh, it's always, you know, it's, it's a big question when you play test cricket. It's like, are you ready? Are you good enough? No one really knows, to be honest. Yeah. I think he will suit those conditions. I think in Australia, what we're taught to do is spin, is you spin up the back of the ball, what Nathan Lyon does really well. So he bowls up the back, it goes up and then down and gets a lot of bounce and spin, particularly when you hit Mitch Stark's footholes. But over in India, you have to bowl with a square seam. So when you watch Judasia bowl, the, the ball doesn't sort of go up and down. It just floats at the batter, drops. And then because it's so square, it sounds a bit technical, the seam sits on top of the ball. It can either dart off really sharply or skid on. And it's the one that skid on that's doing all the damage from both him and Ashwin. We're able to pick up eight or nine LBWs between them. So I think that's something the spinners will be working on. I know Nathan will be trying to adapt his game. It's something Todd Murphy already did very well um, on debut. But if I had to pick the third spinner, I'd go with Ashton Ago. I think he's ready. I watched his game at um, the SCG. I went back and watched all 14 overs on AMS, which is a, a, a thing we have, I'm a bit of a cricket nerd, and I thought he bowled really well in Sydney. So, you know, if I had to pick a third spinner and Cameron Green was fit, I'm going with Ashton Agar and the two of his. Oh, well, that's yeah. West Aussies, mate. We're wrapped oh. to hear that. I think you're the only person to run with that, though, because everyone else is sending him home. Yeah, or, well, uh, and, and, Sox got oh. a, you've got a, and Sox, you've got a passionate dislike for WA and the Scorchers. Hey, yeah, yeah, been... what's that? <laughs> Goss has declared that really hard. What's that all about? Yeah. Let's <laughs> say that again. Yeah, no, well, Goss has declared it's just that. It's just McGowan. It's just yeah. McGowan. That's okay. that. There's only one bloke I don't like. That's it. The rest of WA is beautiful. I love it over there. We go over there. We travel four hours. We get jet lag. We get flogged. Then we fly four hours over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you're allowed to come here. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. I'm with when you. the borders are open. That's oh, right. I'm with that's you. I'm, I'm hearing you. But, I, I, over that. but you, can't say that. you can't say that over here. It's very popular in the... <laughs> No, yeah, that's right. You would have found I'll some feedback. Uh, <laughs> literally, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a dinghy out in the eastern coast. Mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. Well, was um, very... I'm, I, uh, I'm a big fan of Ashton Agar. I, I have been for a long time. I think also he has a lot of batting strength and depth for that team. But I think he could. I think he could be a guy who could change the test. Australia and you know I've, I've messaged him a couple of times during the, this series and on what I thought about the spinners are doing and um, I, I really do sincerely hope he gets to run this test because I think he's ready to go. I'm so excited, Steve, about this t- uh, this test series and uh, obviously the first one was a real little deflator for us, but good sides and then I get really intrigued now on how you know sides bounce back from well that, that was it was mm. embarrassing for us that was no good at all um and, mm. and i'm really intrigued about how you know the mentality of good sides can can bounce back but before i get too excited about this one uh, are we any chance at all in delhi 
Yes, absolutely. I'm. Still, I still remain bullish on this series with the Australian team. Again, I read all the press and how quickly we can turn. I mean, in India, you know, in their last 43 tests at home, they've lost two, right? And they are unstoppable at home. We're talking about a country with 1.4 billion cricket lovers, and they are experts in their own conditions. Now, it is hard. I mean, the last time we beat them was in 2004, and, you know, AB quite rightly said at that stage, you know, with three quicks and the one spinner, uh, it was Nathan Horrocks in one game at Shane Warne for the majority. Um, this time it's going to be different. We are going to have to play spinners, but it is hard to win over there. But I genuinely believe guys like Smith, Love a Shane, head if he gets a run or if it's Wrench or a guys who are capable enough to play spin. Usman Khawaj has done well when you look at his recent Pakistan and subcontinental tours, can do really well. We're expecting Davey Warner with all his experience to stand up. And if the Aussies look back at that last game, there were fleeting moments and they were fleeting moments. They had chances to grab the game, even though they only made 170. There was a couple of drop chances. Mm. And there's a couple of opportunities to turn that 170 into 270. It's a different game. So, you know, I look at it optimistically. I believe that we are a good chance of beating them. I believe we are a good chance of winning the series. Um, you know, a lot of the commentary around the team, I think, is really negative, and I don't think it really reflects what's going on inside that change room. I don't think what we're reading and hearing is what they will be thinking and, and feeling. So I, I, I think you'll see a strong... Uh, resilient Australian side. They are ranked number one in the world, um, but we do we do expect a lot out of our, our Aussie cricketers. Um, and you know, I'm one probably sitting on the other side of the fence that thinks that they are going to do well. And when they do win and, and win well, you watch the same blokes that have come out and panned them over the last <laughs> week and a half, yeah. and you know, said they should have had him and that. And oh yeah, well that's why we've done that and this and that's why you know. So I. I, I'm excited about today. Bit of a cricket nuffy. I, I think. I think I'm tipping Aussies to win um, uh, and get ahead and, and win well. Wow, you beauty! Yeah, there you go. Mate, yeah, we yeah. bring you every day. You just, <laughs> you just say positive action. Agar should play, and we win this Test match. That's some good positivity, Goss. That's a good Friday yeah, positivity. Yeah, still don't like Miguel, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Loves everything else about WA people. So just get that out there. Sock loves everything yeah. about WA except for absolutely except, except for the dictator. Stephen O'Keefe is our guest uh, from SEN Cricket, and of course, New South Welshman Sydney Sixer. The, he's got the runner-up status uh, covered there. Now, just oh. in regards to Steve, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we didn't even we didn't even get that far. No, nah, very we good point. The, we, you, we lost the prelude. Yeah, you did. You didn't quite get to the final. Hey, yeah, just look. I don't know. If you know, but and you've heard on the East Coast that I took nine for eight in three consecutive weeks. I took nine for eight, seven for one, seven for none. Uh, I'm the king. As, yeah, thank right. you. As a fast bowler. Ask him what year. Uh, I was yeah, yeah. under 12. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. they have got no... They don't count on the PlayStation, though. They've got no chance, Steve. <laughs> They've got no, I can't see how you can be so positive after what we saw in the first test. I can't see that. Well, okay, so my, my theory is that the Aussies missed a trick batting, and I think they're only about 100 runs short. And I think guys like Steve Smith and Marnus Lubbershine and Usman Khawaja need to stand up. They're our three best players of spin, and I think they can do it. Last time Steve Smith went to India, he made 500 runs and uh, hit three centuries for the tour. Now, we haven't seen the best of him just yet. We've seen this kid like Todd Murphy go over and take seven for on debut. Now, that's going alongside a guy who's played 100 tests and been over there a lot. 
in Nathan Lyon. So we haven't seen the best of Nathan Lyon yet. So, I, look, Australia's going to need to play at their best to beat them. But I, I, I genuinely believe that when they do, we will. When you get ahead of you've got to get ahead of India, and it's so hard to do. You've got to get ahead. We had an opportunity when we won the toss and batted to make a big score, you know, 270, 300, and then that game looks different. We had them five for 150, four for 150. And then we dropped a couple of chances, then their tail wagged, Axar Patel, and then they get ahead, and the game's remote so much different. It allows Shami to come out and slog. It allows their lower tail order then to, to take on the spinners and take on the boundary riders and hit sixes. But when you're behind, you can't play that sort of way. Um, they got 200 hand, which we all knew was going to be too much. Therefore, you know, we get bundled out for, for 90 and it looks, it looks embarrassing. But if we can get that first innings batting right, which I know we can do, I believe we can post a big score and put them under pressure because once they get behind the game, you can beat them. But look, you know, history will say that they are hard to beat at home, but I'm optimistic. This team's coming in there red, a red-hot Australian team. They've had a great summer. And I understand the selection of Renshaw. Renshaw, last time he went over there, he was a... A teenager almost in 2017 and played like he'd already played 30 tests in India. That's why I got the nod against Travis Head. But Travis Head waiting, everyone, I think it's dinted his confidence. I think he'd, he'd be the only probably really positive bloke in that group. The rest would be a bit, a bit of scar tissue. He's a guy who hasn't played yet. So if he gets an opportunity to step out there, I think he could do well. We've still got Mitchell Stark. When he's back, he's going to potentially get some footholds for our right arm off. So I still think the series is alive and well. Um, fitness is going to play a big part to it. Um, but if not, you go with what you've got. And the, the reserve guys we've got over there, I think, are good enough to get it done. Hey, just quickly, before we let you go, yeah, we appreciate your time. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's good. You're captain positivity. We like it. We like it. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, last one for you. How's the hammer and tack? How's your, how's your bag? I mean, or how's your calf? Or what, 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 what? <laughs> You've got a lot of injuries. Um, it's all of us. Are you going yeah, to go around again next year? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I did. I, um, I keep saying it's. Uh, I did my hammy. I keep saying it's a back-related hamstring, but uh, I step on the scars and I'm about 15 kilos overweight. I say it's got nothing to do with that. Um, and Christmas and potentially, uh, potentially only doing my first 2k run about a week before the first game might have had something to do with my fitness levels being a bit poor. But, but I have promised. I have promised to start a couple of weeks earlier for pre-season this year, and they've they've, they've ticked it off. So I'm, Good stuff. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be back. I'll just wait before the Perth. I want to be. I want, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't be allowed to from now on if the Premier is. <laughs> oh, no. uh, uh, you'd be uh, the first bloke yeah. ever. First bloke ever. As you said, a lot of athletes that say back-related hamstring. You'd be the first bloke to say yeah. this is a gut-related hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's a six. Thank you, like turkey, <laughs> ham, and Christmas related. Yeah, it can happen to the best of us, Absolutely. mate. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah, your time. Thanks, yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for the chat. Appreciate it. I know you're excited about yeah. today, and so are yeah, we. I am now, yeah. too. Yeah, buddy. Go Australia, boys. Go Australia. Stephen O'Keefe joining us on ah, breakfast. It's got me ready to go. I'm pumped now. Yeah. yeah, no chance. Now that he's hung up, he's got no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> 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 no, he has. He's a good fella. That's another one of our He has, he has got no idea what he's doing. He, he has, he has. He he's does, he knows just having a bit of fun with him. Hey, guys, what happens? Bunbury's own Lisa Marie from the first season of Big Brother, famous for her <laughs> dance, dance. Yeah. possibly the biggest pro, bigger profile than you. Ah, oh, yeah, Dave. What's she doing now, Dave? What's she doing? I tell you what she's doing, Dave. And this is no disrespect. Oh, she's not a trolley girl. She's is a she? trolley girl. Exactly oh no. Right.
It's well, 27 past back seven. In the Motorsport after seven. We're t- uh, seven thirty. We're talking to Richard Crail, best in the business on Gilly's uh, recommendation and reference. We'll be talking all things motorsport. Max Homer, seven under sixty-four. Invitational and Tiger Woods is even par. Now they're playing one over the top of the other. It's chaos out in the production hut. Twenty-six away from eight. Scotty and Goss on this Friday. Just a reminder: the cricket does start at eleven thirty-five. You'll hear eleven twenty-five. You'll hear it all here on SEN and the app. Max Homer is seven under at the Genesis Invitational, and Tiger Woods is even par. A couple of the Aussies doing okay. Adam Scott's in the clubhouse. He's two under. Jason Day in the clubhouse, one over, and struggling out on the course at the moment. Three over is Cam. Four over now, and sadly, is Cam Davis through thirteen and. Uh, the other one, as I mentioned, is Lucas Herbert, who is one under and on the course. So the best of the Aussies at the moment is Adam Scott around the grounds we are. And thanks to the wonderful team at Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. <laughs> O'Keefe was a ripper, except for that McGowan stuff. It only makes us like him more when Eastern Staters get triggered. <laughs> Uh, Dave, who texted in, and we mentioned Lisa Marie Fideli uh, from Big Brother. (laughs) She's so famous, Dave, that her name's actually Sarah Marie. Um, (laughs) Famous for her bottom dance. By that much. I'm led to believe Mm. she is now, does FIFO and has for some time and doing very well for herself. So well done. Well done. Yep. So there's uh, not quite as famous as me, but she's (laughs) still got time. All right. I'm compiling a list. You've got no list, mate. You got no list, and don't give me some runabout footballers played 100 AFL games because that doesn't account to anything. 100 games I in am AFL, Perth. exactly. Thank you very much. Anyway, uh, yeah, what are you laughing at? Oh, you. Yeah, I know. Hey, uh, just a quick one. Um, just a reminder to everyone, and I know there's some avid golfers listening on SEN Spirit as they drive to the course of the Bunbury Golf Club. It's gonna gonna bite you and spit you out, you battlers down there, raising <laughs> funds for camp quality. You are going to have a bad day on the course. But That's the not part... the good karma we're trying to put out to people on this Friday, mate. I told you, life's short. Let's enjoy ourselves. No, let's, I'm happy. Let's put out some positive energy mate, like Steve O'Keefe. The texts I've been getting from blokes who are telling me they're going to carve up the course. I know them as golfers. Yeah. They're no good. Yeah, that, that positivity in golf lasts about a whole. Brian Hogan. It's all, it's all right, boys. Good, good par. Good par. We'll get that one back. It's all right. Your, no worries. Good on your big fella, big Brian. Australian right. pre-mix. Just a Bogey boys and see, plenty of time to get that one back, fellas. We'll be right. <laughs> I bet the seventh thing going on. We are cooked here. Gav is at Bunbury Mitsubishi. Get on you, Gavin. Darren Kenny is at my, my Truck Wash Express. I don't know if you know, but what do you reckon My Truck Wash Express does? Um, yes, it candles. Does. Yeah, it cleans trucks and it does it quickly. Hand sanitizer. Express. How good would it be to be able to find a place that cleans your truck quickly? Massively. I'd, I'd hate to be you know, with a. With the brush, the brush and the high pressure, that'd be a pain in the backside. I like that stuff. That's yeah, but my... that's because you don't drive a truck. Uh, Roy wants to know, is the Wildcats show on between eight and nine, Roy? The answer is, what? Hey? Wild what? <clears throat> what? David, we need JR. We'll get JR, JR on next week. Extended interview next week with John Rilly. He's Extended? Just... Yep. Does he know that? Yeah. Uh, he's contracted. <laughs> we yeah. own him. Twenty three away from eight. Hey, we're going to so talk about this. Sometimes he'll say this. Dog. I read in every interview at some stage where we go off tangent a little bit. He goes, "Oh, you blokes, are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you too?" Uh, we've got uh, Richard Crow is going to talk things motorsport next. Great. Of course, he's absolutely brilliant. He knows F one better than most. Caution. Caution. <laughs> 
He's going to join us. Uh, we're going to be chatting with him next. So to go nowhere, all things Daniel Ricciardo. Shane Lowry has just eagled the 11th to go to three under. The man from Ireland. This is Scotty Ingalls. Scotty Ingalls on this Friday morning. Don't forget the cricket starts 11.30. The coverage. Jared Waitley and the crew over there for the second test. Of course, Australia need to bounce back. Nah, I think we'll be fine, mate. Absolutely fine. I've got no issues. I think... Oh, I've got a couple of issues. Well, not worried about those. Can I just talk about the fact is that you know less about cricket than you do about Formula One. I do love my F1. You do love oh, your no, F1. a bit about cricket. <laughs> <laughs> F1 commentator, editor of the Race Talk is Richard Crail, and he's been kind enough to join us on Adam Gilchrist's proviso that if you want to talk Formula One and motorsport, this is the go-to man. Appreciate your time. No pressure. Uh, no pressure at all. Proof that if you buy the bloke one drink, he'll say anything for you. <laughs> Morning, boys. How are you? Yeah, we're going really well. Hey, we're, good. We're, we're a bit reserved going into the new season, of course. It starts just around the corner in uh, Feb 23's pre-season testing. The first race is in Bahrain, March 5. And then not too far away, they come down to Australia. But, Richard, our biggest concern is we're not going to warm to Oscar Piastri like we did Daniel Ricciardo. Our interest in the Formula One season, because yeah. we are West Australians and we are loyal to, to our man, Daniel, mm. we're not... Not sold on Oscar yet, should we? When 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 do we feel like we can wrap our arms around the young fella? Well, I know how you feel. As a South Australian, getting behind a Victorian is very, very difficult. <laughs> so I know exactly how you guys feel about that. Yeah, look, it's going to be a massive change. But I, I think Oscar will warm to you very, very quickly. He's a personable young guy. He's got a wicked sense of humour. Very good on the social media. Doesn't take anything from anybody. Gives it back as good as he gets. Um, funny, personal bloke. But the best thing is he's a brilliant race car driver and a very good athlete. And I think if you can remove the parochialism from, from the WA side of things temporarily, I think we'll see that he's a great ambassador for Aussie sport and will be. And I think that's the main thing. And he's got all the potential in the world, boys, to be as good as any Aussie we've ever had in Formula 1. His track record in the feeder categories and the junior ranks coming up through is as good as any driver in the history of the sport, Lewis Hamilton included. So it's a big benchmark, but I reckon he'll become a really great elite Aussie sports person that we all love because he's got the personality to go with the talent and the ability. And as we all know, uh, Aussies get behind people that, yes, they've got to be good, they've got to be competitive and elite at what they do, but they've got to come across as being a good bloke, don't they? And I think that's why everyone loves Daniel. And I think Oscar's going to fill that role as well. I think he's used to fill, but if he is really, really good, then I guarantee we'll jump all over him. But just <laughs> just to wrap that one up, Richard, like, how much say or influence or pull does the actual driver have in choosing teams and going to teams and making that selection of which team they want to go to? Or is it managers and, and agents that, that do all those deals uh, behind the scenes first? Yeah, look, a, a little from column A and a little from column B. And, and as you, both the agents know, in professional sport, the, the business side of it is enormous. And in Formula 1, you know, the top drivers are being paid 40 million bucks a year to drive racing cars. So the, the business side is pretty significant. But Oscar went through quite a lot last year where he was announced to be driving for one team, didn't want to be at that team, at Alpine, and wanted to be at McLaren. So he had quite a big say in how that all played out, and it was quite dramatic and controversial. So at, at Oscar's stage in his career, he's in a fortunate position because he's been so good in the junior category. He's won everything he started. 
he's got a bit of a say because he is wanted in that paddock. Every team that that could sign him would grab him if the opportunity was there. So mm. he's got really good bargaining power, and that's been proved by slotting into McLaren, which is a team on the up, a team with enormous history, and a team that we all think within the next couple of years is going to be back to being the powerhouse it used to be in the 80s and 90s. Richard Crail, our guest, F1 commentator, editor of the Race Talk and on the proviso and uh, and the um, thought processes of Adam Gilchrist. Referral. Referral, that's a good word. Uh, We are talking to him. so much pressure. Yeah, (laughs) I know. So far, you've got to... And he generally only gives one chance to Gilly. He does. But don't worry. Don't worry. This will get back. He'll be listening to it on the podcast. Not that... Not mind you, he has sacked us as uh, the co-breakfast host. Hey, in regards to um, Piastri, he is, according to the F1 uh, survey, the most anticipated driving pairing, he and Lando Norris, then it's Hamilton and Russell Leclerc and Sainz, and then down to Verstappen and Perez. Oh, my intrigue, and my, my daughter is an absolute mad, passionate F1 fan. She loves the intrigue where drivers inside their own team simply don't like each other. I mean, they're a team. Seems to be most of them. It's, 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 bizarre. Yeah. it's a bizarre sport for that, Rich. Yeah, it is. It's such a team sport. And, you know, Mercedes-AMG have more than a 1,000 people working on two racing cars. And it seems remarkable, doesn't it? But there's about 600 people that run the cars and another 400 that build the engines. And it's all for two blokes to go out and race 23 times a year. (laughs) So in one respect, it's the most impressive team sport in the world because, you know, an AFL side puts 22 players on the field a Formula One team, it's a thousand players all having a role in making sure they win a Grand Prix. But ultimately, it comes down to one individual to do the job behind the wheel. And if that one individual is slightly better than the other individual in an identical car, you've got problems. And how many times have we seen teammates fall out? You know, the, one of the most famous rivalries in Formula One is Senna versus Prost, mm. and two of the greatest names in the sport. They hated each other. They were in the best racing car ever developed, the McLaren of 1988, which won 15 of 16 races. But they would crash into each other at every opportunity, and and they could not deal with each other. It's a remarkably unique thing about Formula 1 and Grand Prix racing, where, yeah, it's a team sport. Right up to the point where it's the last Grand Prix of the season, two teammates are battling for a world championship, and the team says to one, no, you're not going to win. The other one's going to win the world championship. And then you've got issues amongst these highly paid elite athletes with big egos and so much on the line that driven everything to being an F1 driver. Imagine being told that you're not going to win a race <laughs> because your teammates slightly better. Uh, that would not be not be good in my books. Before we let you go, April 2, the Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne. Now, there is the gap because the Chinese Grand Prix and COVID, that it's gone off the system. Is there a silly chance we could have two races in Australia? Is there any chance that could happen? Oh, it's a dream, isn't it? No, not not this year. It was it was mooted. It was floated. Uh, I know a couple of state governments, including the one I live in, threw their hat into the rank that that seems like it's mandatory any time there's an opportunity to pitch the GP back. South Australia's got to wave their flag, which I'm all for. But um, no, I don't think so. Uh, and, and frankly, the teams need the break. It, it's the biggest F1 season ever. There's 23 races in, I think, 17 or 18 different countries. It's remarkable three Grand Prix in America. I think they'll appreciate the week off and they'll come to Melbourne pretty fresh, two Grand Prix and a little break, come to Albert Park and get ready for the Australian Grand Prix, which should be an absolute belter. Oh, the Perth Grand Prix would work though, but mm. the time zone over there suits the European market. So 
I don't know. Oh, I see him whipping around Riverside Drive, Goss, around EQ. <laughs> and I know, I know, Richard, that um, I don't think there's anyone in South Australia who's an F1 fan is over the fact that you don't have it anymore, and that was only been 20-odd years now. <laughs> I know that one yeah, hurt. No, we've, got long, we've got long memories. Yeah. Long memories here, for sure. That one hurt, mate. We're looking forward to a fantastic season of F1, and we'll be in front of the box uh, for every one of them. We really appreciate your time, and I think, uh, I think I'm going to say it. I think Gilly was right. I think Gilly was right. Oh. Richard, thanks very much for joining us, mate. Look forward to talking to you during nah. the season. Thanks, boys. You're very welcome. Cheers. Welcome back. If you've missed the show, this is what you've missed in the last two hours. You've added how many minutes on this day? Mate, let me tell you. Oh, no. It's going to be long. Should we do it just around the corner? Is it good, though? 55. No, it's really poor. To be honest. <laughs> 0487 736. What a salesman ever. You're not going to sell one house. 736. They will sell this. And I can sell a house because you know what? Right, there's no way. You're going to go, listen, I know I'm asking $1.4 million for this house, and I understand it is, it's about to fall down the day after settlement, but you should buy it. <laughs> it's awesome. This is a really poor house. You want to sell your house? Come to Goss. Sure, we do appreciate your time, mate. If Billy Bo Baggins goes down, do you sort of have a massively different reaction publicly and privately to, to who goes onto the Billy Bo list? Baggins sounds like a baseballer from the 50s. Billy Bo Baggins. Just, yeah, no, you don't know all your players, too? <laughs> just a bloke. You know, just one of your players who's, who's not a key oh. component to your team. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, geez, I've missed this nickname and I'll look alike or whoever it is. You know what? Another thing that annoys me in shops is that people go and buy a product and then continue shopping along and then they see something else that could replace that expensive item for them and they just put that item back on the shelf, not where it belongs. I hate people that do that. So she's one of those. So there's no respect for the shelf stackers. <laughs> Get stuff names. Scotty, Ross Lyon punched his way out on stage yesterday. <laughs> Because he was doing promo <laughs> shoots for some killer. <laughs> he punched he... his way out. You know, he walked that out little, like stars. That little, that little swagger. <laughs> that little swagger that he's got. He has when he's... Has he stopped trying to uncomfortably and unnaturally hug blokes? Very good point to you, mate. <laughs> I don't mind him. I like him. He's always been nice to me. Mate, he's but... the worst loser going around in football. Uh, cricket today from 11.35. for St. No, I do not. I used to before this year started. Stephen O'Keefe. Sock, you've got a passionate dislike for WA. Goss has declared that really hard. What's that all about? The rest of WA is beautiful. I love it over there. We go over there. We travel four hours. We get jet lag. We get flogged. Then we fly four hours over. <laughs> Lewis Jetta, Adam Hunter, Paul Barnard, Nat Barr. I don't care if you don't want to know. Mick Grasso, two Don Best and Ferris Premiership player at the Blake Ducks, Sandover medalist. And a bloke that you probably know really well is David Malcolm, former Chief Justice of WI. And Dave from Bunbury, more important than any of those, says, boys, I run my trucks through the My Truck Wash Express. Often brilliant service. Yeah. Good on you, Dave. So hello to Darren yeah. Kenny and the team. Thanks for your company today. Good. Yep, great. Cricket's on. Well done, team. Good show. Really good show. Tiger Woods is one over. Thanks for your company. We'll be back on your radio Tuesday.